Okay, have you ever, today's, <laughs> today's a little teaching moment, which is, this is a long ways away. Okay, pull it back. <laughs> Come on, Corey, be disciplined. Is, is called um, no price tag. No price tag. That's what it's definitely called. Okay. Um, have you ever said this, like, I'll go to church, or I'll show up for work, or I'll be nice, unless, and then you have this little, like, unless this happens. Right, so like, hey, I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to show up, I'm going to do the, I'm going to pay the money, I'm going to do all the things, unless, and then you have this little caveat in there, this little addendum, like, unless something that fills this space, and everybody's got kind of a, I shouldn't say everybody's got a different one, you probably have one that like that person has, you know, if this happens, then I can't possibly, then I, I probably can't do the thing. Um, like, my kid throws up in the night, then I can't. Um, I'm not saying, I'm not taking away from any of that. We've had kids. We've had kids throw up in the night. So I'm, I'm just, just hear what I'm saying. Like, we have a fight in the morning of church, then we can't go. Or on the way here, you know, I screamed to my kid. I feel bad. I want to, you know, um, I'm not feeling well. Have you ever noticed that whenever you've actually said that or really thought that out loud, that that thing actually happened to you? So there's a reason why, like, if, if this happens, then I can't. But it's funny how when you, when you say that or think that, that thing tends to happen. The very thing that you're like, oh, I knew it. Then you're in this moral dilemma about whether you're going to go to work or whether you're going to... Sometimes what we do is we place a condition on things that we should just do. So, um, so the whole, here's the premise of the sermon. If you have a price tag, if you have a price tag, the enemy will pay it. I want to teach you tonight how to take the price tag off because if there's no price tag on it, he can't buy it. And so once that happens, I mean, the funny thing is once that happens and you actually learn how to push through mentally some things and gain a little grit and a little spiritual toughness, when you learn to push through these things that everybody on this stage has had to learn how to push through and everybody in your life that you know that's doing anything great for God has had to learn how to push through. And for us, we may have learned how to push through some things, but not everything yet. And so I want you to identify that thing in your life that you kind of have this caveat, this soft spot in your life. You're like, well, unless if this doesn't happen, then I'll do all the things, but it's just this one thing, right? Well, as long as you've got a price tag, the enemy, um, the enemy will find a way uh, to pay it. You know, only in the last two or three generations have we had this idea that if I don't show up, somebody else will do it. You know what I'm saying? Like my dad's generation and then his generation, like if somebody didn't show up, then somebody died, you know, or like, ran out of food or the machinery broke down and crushed 12 monkeys behind the, like only in the last two or three generations have we been so soft and so affluent in that sense that we could afford not to show up and it would still somehow things would keep ticking along and you would get paid for, you know, um, now this happens in a soft society right until the, the food runs out or until the money runs out. So, um, Here's, here's what I would like to say to you, is that you need to know your weak spot in all of this and what God is going to say. Uh, Luke 17, as Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, um, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village, there ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So there's ten men with leprosy, ten sick men that desperately need Jesus to heal them. Watch, he looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And watch this part. And as they went... They were cleansed of their leprosy. So I sort of feel like our tendency now is, is 
Because remember what I said, the proof of obedience is up to you and the result is up to God. But without the obedience, which unlocks faith, will miracles be unlocked? It's an interesting question. Well, God should because he can. You have to understand that the currency of heaven is not need, it is faith. So he has chosen to give the earth to men, we give it to the enemy. Only through man will he redeem the earth, right? That's why Jesus was... I don't mean like man, I mean mankind, right? But that's why Jesus came in human form. Only through the local church will he unlock the miracle power of God. Yet without our faith, that cannot be unlocked because heaven doesn't work through need. And so you look at God and you're like, but all the need in the world, why doesn't God just fill it? Because the world isn't his until the church brings it back. So he's not going to go in and monkey with it. See, are you following me? God gave it to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve turned around and adopted a terrible father named the devil, and the devil broke the world. And then we get mad at God for not fixing the world that he doesn't own anymore in that sense. He is sovereign above. He will one day come back into his lordship of everything in the world. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. It's just, it's just the, the middle part that the church has to redeem in the world. That's why he still chooses humans to work through, because once he gives a gift, he doesn't take it back until it's time. And so when you start understanding that, it says, as they went, they were healed. Now, this is what you and I want. We want to be healed, and then we go to the priest to show ourselves. Because this is going to be a hugely embarrassing and horrible moment for them if they show up there. Because they shouldn't be showing up with the priest with leprosy still. But the priest could give them a certificate that you're clean. So if they go there in this awkward social moment now, and they're not healed by the time they get there. So all this way there, they're fighting with fear, and they're fighting with like, I will be ostracized even more by this priest who can look at me and be like, why are you still here with leprosy, man? Like unclean, unclean, right? As they went, Jesus didn't address the sickness. He addressed, gave them something to do. That's why the prayer team gives you something to do. Because you want to hear from God. What you really want is God just to fix it for you and you not to do anything, right? But what you do, your obedience, I don't mean like just doing all the things. I mean, doing what God tells you to do. When you're obedient, then God unlocks the healing as you go sometimes he tells the blind man hey go down to this pool and wash in the pool and he's like but i'm blind have you ever have you ever read the bible he asked a blind man and you're like oh you big meanie no he needed faith he needed some he needed a match he's got the gas he just needs the match he tells the blind man go Fumble your way down. I'll meet you. You got to do what you got to do so that I can do what I can do. All right. Um, but even as, as he's healing these lepers, you know, if I'm one of the lepers and I'm going to go in this horrible, socially awkward moment, I'm thinking to myself, you know what I'm thinking to myself? Because I'm very intelligent. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you're a carpenter. So, if you told me to build a chair, if I came with a broken cabinet, I would listen to you. Why do you think Jesus was a carpenter and not a king? Or a priest? Or a physician? Because it takes faith to unlock the miracle. And they come to this carpenter and he's like, oh, yeah, healed of leprosy? Sure, go to the priest. And to get a certificate of cleanness. And they're like, like, take two of these, go to the priest. They're like, but you're a carpenter. 
Can you see what God is doing? He uses the weak things of the world to offend those that think that they are wise. But he can't heal somebody who doesn't think they're sick. So, um, you know, God, I'll listen to that preacher unless he brings up this topic. The devil's like, I agree, don't listen to that preacher. Because he might disagree with you. Everybody's got a soapbox, right? Everybody's like, oh my goodness, there's this thing, that it's just my thing in the spiritual world. Just don't ever preach about it. Um, what do you suppose the devil won't pay to keep you out of the war? And the ripple effect that your life is going to have on countless, countless hundreds and maybe even thousands of lives. If you get up and fight, you get up and you learn how to fight through some of these things. What do you think he won't pay now as an investment to keep you out of that? So when we enact a, here's what I would say, there's a f statement of faith. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can, I can be nice no matter how I feel. Whether I got money or not, I can look like Jesus. I can forgive. I can do all the things through Christ who gives me strength. Here's a faithless statement. Yeah, I'll go and do the things unless the enemy does this in my life, you know. Here's what I want to say. Why would you paint a target on your own self? Because look, I'm not the brightest guy, but if I was the devil and you just told me your weak spot, I'd be like, oh, well now I know. Guess whose kid is going to throw up every Sunday morning? I'm like, oh, I was going to try all these other things, but you already told me what to do. Oh, thank you. This is what we found in our family. As soon as you have something that fills in the blank, something is going to fill in the blank. We've painted a, uh, we've made ourselves vulnerable. And then every time that you don't overcome that hurdle and learn the faith part of that and the faith and the unlocks a miracle, every time you don't, you, the next time, if you gave into it and you had like, so, well, should we go? Should we do the things or not? Should I go into work today? Uh, but my tire had a little bit of air pressure out of it. Come on, millennials, help me. And you younger than millennials. Go buy a $20 thing at Canadian Tire. There's so much more I want to say. But here's the thing. We just filled in the blank. And now what we've done is if, if you had like a 50-50 on the first time, the next time that you have the same temptation or the same attack, you're like only maybe 20% probably going to beat that thing, right? But what happens if every time that the enemy brings a distraction to you or you fight at the wrong time or your boss hates you at the wrong time? What if every single time that you hear a message that annoys you, you lean in and you get stronger? Now again, if I was the devil, and every time I attacked you or hit you with something, you got better, I'd probably stop. <laughs> Why would I keep doing that if you keep doing all things through Christ who gives you strength? And then you realize like, oh, there's some things in your life that you've painted as a six foot five giant with an AK outside of your house. That's a seven year old kid with a water gun that just cast a big shadow. And you're always like, oh my goodness, do you see this thing out there? And God is like, the kid? Go out there and get squirted and then chase him with your car. <laughs> the devil walks about like a roaring lion, but Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. The devil is the, the neighborhood cat. Nobody's afraid of cats, unless you look in their eyes. And they steal your soul. Okay. 
He will pay the price. The enemy will until you teach him you will pay the price. If no one thanks me, I'm not doing it again. You have teenagers. Why would you say that out loud? You never get thanked again. You think it's hard for the devil to get it to your teenagers. They're already there, man. Somebody's like, not my teenager. I'm like, let's get the youth leaders up here. Uh. If somebody dares to handle me in a way that I don't like it, I'm out. Why do you think God sends spiritual leaders to you? To handle you. That's what shepherds do, right? Some of us just don't like being handled. You don't think God wants to handle you? To keep you from harm? Hey, not over there, over here. Um, faith and finances. If you're constantly talking about how much you don't have, you have like a negative faith for not having. Right? Um, are, are George and uh, Jose here? Josie? Yeah, hey guys. They were telling me that they actually put God to the test with uh, tithing. And this is what happened in the story. I think they were tithing for, oh my, me in details, like three months or something. And then the, the CRA redid their taxes and realized like, oh, you guys overpaid. And everything they'd given God, I think, for the whole year came back to them. And God's just like, did the CRA give any non-tithers back money? They take money. Well, now they have faith because they beat it. Because they actually did it, saw the fruit on the tree, got addicted to the fruit, and we're like, oh, God will take care of it. Right? Look, we just went over the church budget, and we always give 10% at least away from everything that comes into the church. We give 10% away, unless it comes in for something very specific, like I want to buy a camera for the church. We give 10% away. We give that away as a tithe from the church, whether we can afford it or not. Because God told us to give the first, and the first takes faith. Uh, we bought another um, house in El Salvador, by the way, for a family. So just so you know about that. That's supposed to be a matching house. So if you want to give into that, uh, that's a matching house for, we're just like, hey, if you give, well, you keep giving, we'll, we'll probably be able to work something. And that's for uh, Dustin and uh, uh, his group, Shelter Helps. Um, they might be organizing a mission trip there if you want to go to that. A few people have gone. So anyways, um, it's building houses in El Salvador. It's super cool, by the way and donating resources there. Um, if I don't feel cared for, I'm leaving. If the worship is too loud, I'm leaving. If my kids can't be in the auditorium, I'm leaving. If anything happens, I'm leaving. <laughs> well, if you have a fill in the blank, have you considered that you might be at this church to grow? Have you considered that you might be at this church to get new wine, but you need a new wine skin? Have you considered that you are not the epicenter of church life in the world and maybe where you came from isn't supposed to be where you're going. But nobody, the, the, Jesus says, hey, nobody who is used to the old wine immediately prefers the new wine. Nobody. Not as spiritual as you think you are. Nobody likes the new revelation when you're used to the old revelation. There's something about our safety that we, but Jesus is like, just take a, just take a jump, just take a leap. Let's beat this thing this time around. Let's beat it so you don't have to, Face it forever and ever. You know, there was only one Goliath. He didn't get up. 
Now, I'm not going to tell you that David had, like, way bigger problems later in life. But Goliath stayed down. You want Goliath to stay down. All it takes is one well-placed rock and a giant forehead, you know. (laughs) Faithlessness is like, he's too big to beat. And faith is like, he's too big to miss. You got to start thinking here, like, that forehead, how could anybody miss that forehead? I could throw a shovel across the room and hit that forehead. When I'm not as busy, I'll join the dream team or a small group. Enemy's like, oh, terrific. What night is it? It's Tuesday night, a small group night for them. Oh, flat tire. It's always going to be something. It's always going to be something. If I'm sick, I can't show up. Now, can I, can I say this? COVID made it okay to not push through sickness anymore. Why do you think there's so much sickness now? Well, the first just natural thing is we stopped our kids from licking doorknobs. And now they get sick when they lick doorknobs because they're not going to stop licking doorknobs. So there was part of this highly sanitized world where, you know, if you don't eat gravel, then your stomach gets a little bit sensitive, right? So let's just be, can we just be practical about that? So I understand, are you making fun of, no. I'm not going to take anything that seriously that could beat me forever and put something in that blank, fill in the blank that the enemy is going to keep bringing into my life. Um, even if I failed in the past, I'm not going to take myself very seriously and be like, oh, I can tell myself a story about why I failed, but I'm still going to have to face the same giant again and then go back and just make the story a little bit bigger. We got to get exhausted with the story and just be like, you know what? I bet you I could do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I'll bet you that I'm more than an overcomer through Jesus who loves me. I'll bet you that this is not as heavy as an actual cross. Um, so what, what happened... I mean, COVID was the great escape for hypochondriacs, too, you know. I mean, back in the day, like when I was a kid, you just stayed home and starved. And dad was like, you're not eating your mom's food if you don't go to work. But now it's like, I don't know. I don't feel good. And I'm, and the government's going to pay me to stay home. Like, that'll teach kids to work. Let's forgive all the student debt. Oh, sorry. How many university kids like, no, let's teach kids not to pay the money that they borrowed. Uh, your money that they borrowed. Well, that'll overcome it. Let's go. I want taxes to go down. We lost the mental toughness and the ability to work through it. You know, I was thinking about this when I was, um, when I was working in the trades world and we had some days, I remember like just being out in the weather, you get pretty sick sometimes. I, th- I think I missed less than a day of work a year because I didn't get paid for it. And I like money. And I'm like, if I'm sick at home, I might as well be sick at work and make money. And I was thinking to myself, I, it's not like I, I didn't start getting sick as much as everybody did. It's just my dad taught me there's this thing inside of our family that's so like, when you get sick, you don't love sickness because A, you don't get any attention for being sick. It's like, oh, you're home? Well, you should probably do stuff. I'm like, oh, I could go to school and do stuff. Um, it'll, be, it'll be easier stuff at school. There's this idea of like, I hate the thing that is causing me to slow down in the race right now. I don't want the attention of slowing down in the race right now. I actually, I wonder if I could, and I'll tell you how many times, how many times I've stood up to preach with my ears ringing that if I didn't get up and do it, I'd still be sick. There's no way, I, if, if I let the devil buy me, he would buy me with the same 
price every week. There's something that happens when you rise up. Watch this, watch this. James chapter 5. Is anyone among you sick? Let him stay at home. Just stay at home. Just post on Facebook a picture of your face in its worst condition. And then watch the comments rolling. You poor thing. If you die, can I have your car? You know, I mean, all the things. Then you get mad at somebody. They're like, well, you don't look good. So is anyone among you sick? You want to know a scriptural response to sickness? By his stripes, we were healed. He didn't just provide resurrection power. He provided physical healing, mental healing. I can't if I'm betrayed. Well, Jesus was betrayed, and he, was betrayed and he could. In spite of. Then you see a victory in spite of everything the devil tried to do to wreck your life and to wreck your marriage and to wreck your teenager. Then you realize he could in spite of everything that the devil, right in the face of Goliath, he could. Let him call for the elders of the church. Do we have anybody here over 50? No, don't. No, I'm just kidding. That's not what I was talking about. You shouldn't have put your hand up. I feel bad now. Um, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. The elders of the church, those spiritual leaders among us. It says, call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. That's why we have like secretly placed oil bottles back there. Because it's creepy. No, because the Bible told us to. It represents like the anointing, the power of the Holy Spirit of God on your life. Let them call for the elders. Let them not go back and isolate. Let them. Watch, watch. What are you saying about COVID? I don't care about COVID. Oh my goodness. I do care about the miracle working power of God. That's what I do care about. No. You know why COVID got so bad and affected so people so badly? Because they were told they were going to die if they got it. If you get sick, if you get sick, you better have a good community around you. Because whether you make it through something heavy or not might be not just because of you. It might be because of the words of faith around you. Now, if you get sick and die, we love you. People still get sick and die. We love you. We'll have a Christian funeral for you. We'll throw balloons. People will get saved and go to heaven. We'll see you in heaven too. Death is not the ending. Sickness is not our story. And the prayer of faith, anointing him with the oil, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. I know people that talk themselves into getting sick with diseases that I don't think are diseases. My sister-in-law, edit that. She will make up something and get sick with it. Oh, this is strep strepuloconitis. I know what this is. I'm like, that's, I don't think that's a thing. It is now. Because you just told the devil, hey, you can hit me with this thing. And if it's this weird mix of whatever, I know what it is. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. Right there. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. What? You can stay at home and isolate, but you're not confessing sin back there. I think your physical condition is due to your spiritual condition sometimes. James is saying, don't, hey, don't discount this. Um, watch this, watch this. Unconfessed sin erodes vitality and immunity. Confess your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. What? Yeah. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man and woman avails much. Listen, I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. Go to the doctor, but get prayed for first. 
and start weighing down the medical system like all the people who are afraid of dying. And if you're afraid of dying, get prayed for first and get over your fear of dying. The fear of eternity with Jesus, you're afraid of that. Look, when I die, you all better cry at my funeral. I'm going to write my own funeral because I've been at some bad funerals. I'm going to write some things for y'all to say about me. But here's the thing. I'm not going to care. Because I'll be with Jesus preparing it for you. Y'all are going to be super sad, but you'll have each other. I'm thinking about preparing my own funeral because I've been at bad funerals. I've just written up some documents about what should happen with the church if I die. Because that's how practical I am. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Community builds immunity. And when you show up and push through, community builds immunity. You are four times more likely to catch the flu isolating than you are with community. Why? Because community builds your immune system. Just physically, that's what it does. Just physically, that's what it does. Come on out, worship. When you show up, the entire herd of God gains faith. The faith of the congregation can pull you up. You need to be around people who are not experiencing the same fear that you're experiencing or the same symptoms that you're experiencing sometimes. I don't mean go around and sneeze on people in, in their open mouths and stuff like that. I mean, unless you're really full of faith. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, look, before doctors and hospitals and billions of dollars in medicine, before all of this, Jesus was still healing people that were suffering with real diseases and real sicknesses and Jesus is still the miracle working God. What happened? We started putting our faith in human ins institutions. And as great as you are and as great as the hospitals are, they're not Jesus. They will never be what he is. Community brings immunity. If you want your kids, by the way, to be immune to the sexual diseases of the world right now and the sexual thinking out there, get them into community because community brings immunity. I want them immune to the lies that they're hearing out there. I want them to hear the lies and be like, that's not true. I want to say so much. I'm not going to say it. Don't plan ahead to quit. If you're not doing well on Thursday and you're on serving Sunday morning, call in Sunday morning from bed and be like, I tried to get out and I couldn't do it. We'll cover for you. But I'll bet you that if you make another call first and you call one of the elders of the church and they pray over you and they anoint you with oil and the prayer of faith saves the sick. Why do you think Christians are the most fearless people on earth? We go to the places that are the most diseased and we put hands on people and pray for them and anoint them with oil and the Lord raises them up. We're the ones who are there. Nobody else is there. We're, we're the first ones in. We're the last ones out. Why is that? Because the power of Jesus goes with us. Um, one of Jesus, God's name is Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord our healer, which is the Lord our doctor. I just want to replace our reliance on all the other things that humans can do and put Jesus back on the throne of healing. 
if we could do that tonight. You need to renounce the lie that you've said, when I'm sick, I can't. When my kid is sick, we can't. I just, I'm tired of watching you get beat by the same arrow every single time. It's like it gets pulled out of you and then it gets shot at you again. There comes a time when you pull the arrow out and smash the arrow and show up anyways and be like, keep shooting him if that's what you're going to do. But I'm here in the house of the Lord and I'll bet you that Jesus heals me. You know, Daniel and his friends, they're like, you can throw us into the lion, you can throw us uh, into that furnace if you want to, but whether you do or not, we're still not bowing. The miracle happened because they still wouldn't bow. They still be like, well, do, do your worst, but we're not bowing to that thing anymore. We're not bowing to that sickness, to that. Let me, can I just read a typical marriage vow that is a religious marriage vow in Christianity? Are you ready to hear this? Because you are the bride of Christ. This is a marriage vow. We, we did something very similar. And if you were married in a, the Christian faith, I, Corey, take the Aaron to be my wedded wife, to have and to hold from this day forward for better you are the bride of Christ. For worse, on good days and in bad days, here's what I'm gonna do. No matter what you do, God, if I come and get healed and if I don't, no matter what you do, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish until death do us part. Until death us part. Can somebody feel their faith rising? You just realized, hey, that thing that that seven-year-old kid with the water gun is not going to scare me anymore. I'm going to get in my spiritual car that looks a lot like your Bible and turn the music up and run that thing over until it stops. It's not a kid anymore now. I feel like I feel like, I feel like this is getting super weird now. Monkeys, I feel like it can't be anything animal. I don't know what to say run the devil over the neighborhood cat there it is <laughs> run it over until it stops pestering you and annoying you and stop looking out the window at what the devil is doing and start looking out to see what God is doing